0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to jump into a small section of a book that I'm currently reading. And then uh, I noticed that this was a a good piece to read, but it kind of left some stuff out. I don't think they wanted to go into too much detail, but I saw an opportunity for me to do a couple of things. One, I'm going to fill in the detail. But also, this is killing two birds with one stone, kind of. Um, you could approach what I'm going to be talking today from from sort of like two areas. Uh, the book is about COVID-19 and uh, the loss of freedom and liberties and what we can do about it. But in this section, you could... You could also apply this to other stuff in your life because what we're going to be talking about is essentially being braver and ways of being braver, ways of confronting fear and anxiety, and ways uh, to be a, a a better patriot and and um, you know serve your country if you will. So the book is called COVID nineteen: The Global Predators by Peter Bregan, M.D., and his wife, Ginger Ross Bregan. I'll hold up the book. There it is. All right. So, um, yeah, basically it says on the cover here, it says COVID-19, the global predators, we are the prey. That's not nice. That's definitely not nice. So uh, on page 485, they talk about action steps to save freedom. And um, I'm just going to – I'm just, it's just one quick page here, and I'm going to jump in into my notes. So let, let's read for the book. We can personally restore ourselves by living by the primary principles in my book, Wow, I'm an American. So he wrote another book called I'm an American, and uh, he has some steps in there for Restoring Freedom. And he's applying it to this book about COVID-19 because, you know, same shit. Uh, Basically, we've seen a loss of freedoms. um, And now a lot of people are nervous. uh, Is this going to continue? Is it going to get worse? Can it happen again? So you want to protect freedom. Take responsibility at all times. Express gratitude for every gift and opportunity become a source of love. So let's stop right there. Let's just talk about those four points, protect freedom, take responsibility at all times, express gratitude for every gift, gift and opportunity and become a source of love. So this could be applied to anything you do in your life. Right guys. You know that. I mean, this is sounds like something that should be right out of the Bible or whatever. And, um, you know, protecting freedom. It doesn't have to be an American thing. You know, people should be free everywhere in the world. And there are places that are lacking freedom totally. And, you know, here in the United States, a person such as myself, I have gratitude for the freedoms I do have. And I look at places like China, that they don't have the same freedoms we have. And I realize we could become like them. So one of the ways to prevent that from happening is to take responsibility at all times. This is important because um, it's extreme ownership. If Americans walk around taking responsibility for their own actions and and take responsibilities for those around them, and we hold everything at a high standard, morals, values, convictions, the whole thing, and we take responsibility, then that means we're not giving away our responsibility. We're not giving away our responsibility to the state. And that's what happens. We don't want to take responsibility? Well, somebody else is going to take it. And you may not like how they patrol it. You might not like how they enforce it. Things right, so this is why it's important if people just start taking responsibility for everything that they do, even taking responsibility for what other people do, extremely extreme ownership, like Jocko Willing's book. By the way, go read that book and apply that, all those facets to your life. Uh, based off of what we're saying here, it's it's uh, has to be said. Uh, express gratitude for every gift and opportunity just you know every everything's a gift and especially in a country like ours the food we eat the air we breathe our ability to just pick up and go wherever we want um, to be able to speak openly without being thrown in jail or something like that that is stuff to show gratitude for and if you show gratitude uh you know other people will see you're doing it and they'll get it, you know, and they'll start realizing, hey, this is, you know, a special country. Become a source of love. Well, that that might as well be something right out of the Bible or um, you know, I mean it's it's if you become a source of love, then what you're doing is you're you're well, first of all, you're you're putting a positive thing a positive light onto everything right you're you're showing love it's but you're a source of love what what is knowing uh, uh, about a source right a source is like a source of water right what happens when there is a source of water people go to it because they need water so they need to know where the source is if you become a source of love people will come to you because you are providing something that they need, just like water, love hydrates us in a different way. So that's a big that's a, a big call to arms right there. I mean, for people to actually be able to to do that even in a tiny way is huge. So th- this is great advice, and I thought this would be so helpful, but we're not done yet. So we're going to the next section now. So here they list active steps that each of us can take. All right. So that's your strategy. We just laid out those four points. And here's the action, the tactics, if you will, each and every one of us can become braver. Yes, we can. We can all become braver. Braver. Bravery is uh, courage. And a lot of people might think that bravery or courage is um, not being afraid, but it's that's not it. Uh, what actually it is 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 um, be being afraid but still taking action. So, if you didn't know that, just absorb that for a second think about all the stories you've heard of heroes. Um, you know, you maybe some hero from a war or somebody who just they did something that seemed so brave and courageous and realized that they did it probably shaking and trembling in fear having the worst anxiety ever their voices trembling you know um their, their hearts pounding out of their chest but they still did it that is that's even more amazing to me than if somebody was just fearless you know uh, to me being able to take action even though you're almost immobilized by fear is by far uh, a, a, a greater accomplishment. Now, the question is, though, and this is where we're going to jump to my notes, is, um, you know, how? How do you become braver? So bravery is, like I said, you're afraid, right? So a lot of times we don't even know we're afraid. Our our minds are very good at tricking us. Instead of being aware of being afraid, we behave in a way to protect us self protect ourselves from what we um, perceive as the fear. But we kind of make up a little excuse or a little lie as to why we're doing it. Nobody really wants to admit being afraid and lacking bravery right a lot of guys are like that they don't want to be appearing like they're soft or you know they're not being manly so they'll make up an excuse as to why they won't do something they they won't do it because they and blot fill in lame excuse here but the over under the underlying Uh, emotion is always really the driving force and it's usually fear what prevents people from doing almost anything. And, you know, if we're talking physical fitness, right. Sometimes, you know, a person has to summon up a lot of courage just to contact a personal trainer and say, Hey, I got to change my life, you know, and they might have fears and anxieties that they have to overcome just to make that call. So, you know, um, when a person's doing that, they're doing something big, right? So um, just a little tip to coaches, if if you, if you don't know anything about the person and maybe it's a DM or it's an email or it's just a phone call and you haven't really been able to sit with the person, look them in the eyes, uh, know anything about them, you know, it, I mean, it could be a person who – is like so super skinny right and they get hurt all the time and they're just they're just kind of like ashamed or it could be the opposite of skinny somebody who's very overweight right they just don't want to go out in public and they feel really uncomfortable and um, they have a fear you know and sometimes that fear is made up in their head but regardless if to them it's real right So acknowledging your fear and never try to sweep your fear under the rug. That is the perfect place to start. Now, the next step to becoming braver is confront your fear. Now, that's not the same thing as acknowledging your fear. They're two different things. And I'll point out why. Because acknowledging is just saying, I am afraid. You're not really ready to confront it yet, though. You're just – it's kind of like – um, there's a dog in a neighborhood that you're afraid of. So you just know you're afraid of it, but you're not ready to go, you know, walk up to the dog and see if you could like pet it or give it a little treat and make it your friend yet. You're not ready to confront. And with acknowledging fear, that could be something that a person gets stuck on for a day, a week, a month, a year, whatever. It could take a long time to get past that. But once the person's ready, once you are ready to move on, you want to confront your fear. Now, the question is, how do you confront fear? Well, you want to get to know your fear. So the more you know about yourself and more you know about things around you, the less you use your imagination. It's our imagination that usually sets up you know, the worst case scenario, we build up this crazy thing in our head and now we build up fear off of that. So know your fear. Know what is making you afraid. This will actually bring it down to earth for you. You may actually win the battle right here, by the way, because you. this is where a lot of people analyze their fear. They get to know what exactly it is. That they're afraid of and why and nine times out of ten people discover that what they're fearing is something they made up in their head and once they realize they did that they go oh well that's silly of me well I guess I'm not really that scared of something that's not really there now am I so a lot happens just between acknowledge and confrontation of your fear but it's you know just a matter of knowing what exactly your fear is about and understanding it and just sitting with it. I mean, you don't have to go beyond that right now. You, right, This might be the next step where you just sit with it and go, okay, I understand what my fear is about. Let me just not rush into it and, and let me see where it goes from there. Um, the next thing, we're talking about imagination, right? So if your imagination – is so good at building up a fear that's not there. Well, then you can use your imagination in positive ways and you could actually imagine things in a better light. I mean, why not? If you're making stuff up, you might as well make up stuff that actually cools you down, it lowers anxiety, it lowers fear, and it takes all the stress and the weight off of the issue. Right. So imagine things in positive ways. Literally picture a positive outcome by confronting your fear and by being brave. So if you're if you're feeling like you're um, having an issue with. If you feel like you're having an issue with your with being brave, picture a positive outcome from being brave. The next is think differently. Fear and anxiety run familiar patterns. So we get into a habit, a mode. Fear and anxiety run familiar patterns. Interrupt these patterns. These patterns will just happen because we're creatures of habit. So you want to interrupt the pattern. And a good way to do that is to stop and say, okay, how, how afraid am I? of whatever the thing is and do it on a scale, do it on a scale from one to 10. And all this is, is just a way for you to change the way your brain is thinking. Okay. You might say it's a 10 and think that's not really getting you anywhere, but it's actually what it's doing is you're, you're again, you're identifying something and you're putting the pointer on it and saying, here we are. This is what we're at. It's just a way to interrupt the pattern that you keep running over and over because anxiety is always this loop, right? This anxious loop that you're running over and over. It'll immediately calm you down. Next, focus on your breathing. Deep breathing, meditative breathing. It's just a way of mechanically controlling how you feel, um, puts you in a better frame of mind. You know, this is something that you could do for anything. And, and I, you know, I think it's something that people should do before um, even the something minor, because it's um, it, it, once you start doing it, it becomes a practice and then you do it. And the more and more you do it, the more calm you get. So always put mindful breathing into whatever you do next. Speaking of mindful practice, being mindful, just be aware of, Where you are in space and time and how you feel and how your words are, um, what words you're choosing to talk about the topic that's causing you the fear or whatever. And listen to people, be mindful of what they say, pay attention to how, you know, people's facial expressions change, just be mindful of everything around you. Focus on the concrete world in front of you. Then uh, a great thing you could do is you could talk to a therapist, a life coach, or you could pray, or you could listen to the Steel Mace Nation podcast. But praying is um, really good because it, it forces you to kind of bring up the things that are bothering you. All right, so that is basically how to become braver. And that was the little section I added. So now we're going to go back to the book where um, for the action steps to uh, saving freedom, basically. So um, you want to... Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I'm screwing it up. No, I still got more notes. Uh, So that's just uh, confronting. So next is um, use positive self-talk. So just don't speak negatively, speak positively. It's, it actually works. It's not um, like some bogus thing. It actually truly works and it's helpful. Next is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think a lot of us have heard that before and it's true. Just deal with it. I mean, I know it's, it's, that's a soft way of saying, just, just suck it up. It really is. That's all it is. But after you take all these other steps before that, it should be easier to deal with because now you have the tools to fall back on to deal with it. Make being brave a habit. So that's a good one because um, how do you make being brave a habit? Start even the tiniest things that require the tiniest little bit of bravery. Jump on it. Do it. Every time you do something brave, it leads to more bravery it means you're getting used to being brave so it's it's like working out the more you do something the better your results um find a mentor so you know i use mentors for all kinds of things people are mentors who uh, know more than you that could help you out that's really at the end of the day what it is people that have experience with stuff Um, you could be a mentor, but somebody else can mentor you. That's the way it works. So if you can find somebody that you could rely on who can help you, um, learn to deal with fear and anxiety and, and, um, put things in perspective for you. Those are people you want in your life. Buy them lunch and ask them a bunch of questions, bring a notepad and, um, you know, keep in touch with them. And then uh, uh, here's the last one here uh, before we get back to the book. And this is a good one, and we've all heard this before, and that's to embrace failure. And embracing failure, why? Because that means you are looking at failure as something good instead of something bad. You will fail almost all this stuff. At some point, you will fail trying to convince people that uh, the jab is bad news. You will fail over and over again. I fail at that all the time. People don't want to hear it. And I say, okay, I failed. I embrace it because I learned from my failures. I learned that my approach was wrong. I learned that this person actually had some legitimate reasons for doing something and I got to soften my approach or tweak something. So learn from your failures. And again, this applies to anything in life. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. This helps with everything. So now we're going to get back to the book. So um, become an activist. So that's, you know, you want to save freedom, become an activist, get out there, contact people, say, hey, listen, um, I'm really concerned about the situation in this country and I want to fix it. And is there anything I can do to help? Speak out for and defend America and her liberty. This requires bravery because people are saying stupid shit now. And if you speak up, The first thing they're going to say is anti-vaxxer or whatever, or conspiracy theorist or whatever. They're going to to call you all kinds of names. And the idea here is to stick to the script and say, listen, I'm speaking up for American liberty, it's important. People died in Iwo Jima. What about D-Day? What about World War I? What about the Civil War? Do you think these people went to war? These men died in the battlefield alone because – they were fighting for uh, the loss of liberty or do you think they were doing it to protect liberty? I mean, that's a simple question to ask. And I think most people will realize right there that you got something on them. So that's a, a good way to approach it. Feel free to steal that. And, uh, and ch- and change that around and make it your own. And, and that's a good base answer to give anybody that, wants to say what you're saying is the wrong thing to say or, um, you know, you're, you don't have it right. And then uh, lastly in this book, it says each and every one of us can face and walk through fear to do our share. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. If each one of us um, just says, listen, I don't care. I might be scared, but I ain't being silent. You're going to see a whole lot of other people emboldened by you. After a while, that fear will go away. And there's going to be, literally, there's going to be this like con- this positive, contagious energy going around. People are going to start seeing that the climb up the mountain isn't as exactly this worst thing ever, that it's exhilarating. And, you know, I'd like to add that... People, humans, you know, we have have a very long history. I mean, you think about ancient man and coming up, you know, empires, fighting big wars and, you know, living in on the frontier alone, you know, having to uh, be resourceful and confident in your own skills. Humans have been able to stand up against adversity, Time and time again, and you know, we are actually designed to do it. And I don't think right now living in our comfortable little world we live in, we're actually doing what we're designed to do. And everything's inverted. We don't feel like we can be brave. We don't think we could speak up and be courageous. We don't think we could do fearless things because we're so used to being docile and living in soft comfort in the, the in the soft po- palm of uh, mo- mo- modern society you know we're we're so used to being unthreatened that our natural place being out on the cutting edge out in the frontier being under attack being threatened it actually seems alien to us it's inverted we belong In a challenged position. We are absolutely designed to do that. And that's why you should take every opportunity that you can to um put yourself on the spot and see what you can do. This really does work. And it it, and it shows you what's more important in life. You know, is it sitting at home watching Netflix or playing video games, or is it actually going out and kicking ass and taking names? So You know, that line right there is such a great positive reminder. And I'm going to read it one last time just to make sure that we don't forget it. Each and every one of us can face and walk through fear to do our share. It's awesome. So a couple sentences left on the bottom of the page here, and then we're going to wrap it up. So basically it says... Those of us who overcome fear may never become the majority, but all but all we need is an increasingly inspired number of us to right this great ship of freedom we call America. In this battle for freedom, there is a giant reservoir in America of people who believe in our Judeo-Christian traditions and our founding principles and documents. You know what the documents are—the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. You know what our principles are. So that's a that's a great way to end that. And I just want to point out, think about it. Um, when it comes to, you're not necessarily going to be in the majority, are you? It seems like you're always in the minority. You're, it seems like, like why doesn't other people see this? Right? That's because it's called mediocrity, right? Mediocre people all just sit in a big bunch and they don't do nothing, right? The founding fathers were brave. They were courageous, right? They were actually in a minority because if you think about it, they might have had a lot of people backing them up. But when push comes to shove and the British come to town with the rope to hang traders, you see everybody scurry and run, right? So the the fact of the matter is is that um, anything that's ever been done in the world that was uh, brave or courageous, it was it was done by a minority of people, if you really think about it, and they led the way. And as they made some progress, in came the rest of the people because they started to see that there was a way. A lot of people need that kind of lead- leadership leadership. And it's only a handful of people that are willing on providing that leadership. And the reason why is because putting yourself out there like that is a very lonely, vulnerable position. And a lot of people don't want to be uncomfortable and they're afraid. Fear is the driving factor. It's the thing that's stopping most of us. It's the fear of everything that really is kind of the reason why society is the way it is. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of people just wake up and they are go, oh, I'm afraid to die. Like, they might not say it like that, but they know that they're... that they have mortality. They know that there's a finite life. They know that at some point, they're going to go. And they kind of, like, fear it so much that it actually... Disturbs a normal life. And their decisions are sort of like based on this fear that they have. And when you make decisions out of fear, you're not getting you're not getting results that are based in truth. Again, a lot of this fear that we have is in our imagination. It's monsters under our bed, you know. And We just need to shine the flashlight underneath and realize that those monsters are not there. And it's a huge uplifting thing when we start to focus on what's true and what matters and we disengage from the fear. It's going to be there. We're going to be afraid. That's part of the, the, the script here. We can't change that. But we disengage from it. And then we focus wholly on discovering the truth, defending the truth, and breaking down things so it's simply understood and we lead the way. So that's it, guys. I hope that that was a helpful podcast for you. I know just reading it was helpful for me. And, uh, you know, why don't you... Make some comments, you know, shoot me some messages. Let's talk about this more. And uh, if you want me to do more podcasts like this where we, you know, kind of do some self-help stuff, I'd love to do so. Uh, There's plenty of stuff that I go over on my daily that, you know, I I use for myself. And and, um, it would be great to share it with you guys. So I look forward to doing that. Thank you for, you know, subscribing to the podcast and liking and sharing. And don't forget, podcast has a couple of sponsors. It's freedomstrength.us. Get a sandbag or a weight vest. And you also got adxclub.com, American-made steel mace, state-of-the-art technology designed to crush Marxism. (laughs) I hope they don't mind me saying that. I mean, uh, adx is made in America, and they are a wonderful company, and they have free market capitalist values, which I really appreciate. So thanks a lot, guys. I'll see you at the next one.